there's going to be times we make, we make mistakes. But we learn from those and we, we, we fix it and we get over it and we get better about it. Amen? Uh, every one of us in here has made mistakes. Every one of us in here has been wrong. Even though some of us don't, we don't admit it sometimes. We've all been wrong. Amen? But the blessing is, is that we can make wrong right. Now think about this. You can make wrong right, but you can't make right wrong. Okay? You can make a wrong right. You can, you can take something you've done wrong, and you can fix it. But you're never going to be able to take something that's wrong and make it right. Does that make sense? Does that, you get what I'm trying to say? So, right this wrong, sorry. Wrong is wrong, even if everyone's doing it. You know, you're coming, you're going into school right now. This is, a, this is a great thing to remember, young people. You're going to have people all around you doing things that are wrong all the time. All the time. And you got to make a decision. I, you know, they're going to be cussing. They're going to be gossiping. They're going to be you know, talking about things that are perverse. They're going to be uh, watching things, doing things that are wrong. You need to make the decision that even if everybody else is doing wrong, I'm going to do right. Okay? That's kind of the lead in. So let's look at James chapter 2. I want to read quite a few verses tonight and just go through this. And uh, we kind of finished off this morning here, not in this chapter, but it says, My brethren, verse 1, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with what? Partiality. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes. And you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in a good place. And say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool. You have not shown partiality among yourselves and have you not shown sorry, partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts. Amen? That's something right there before we go on. Every one of us have to, have to work on on a daily basis. There are, there are people that we, as, as human beings, whoever we are, in our own life, have an uh, availability or an easy way to be able to hang out with or associate with people that are like us. We're, we're just, that, that's easy for us. To, to find people who have like interests, to find people who, who have like hobbies, to find people who, who think the same way, whether it's right or wrong. We're, we're easily uh, drawn to that kind of person because that kind of like John was talking about at prayer, that kind of makes us comfortable. Right? Another thing my pastor taught me was, he said, we need to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. What does that mean? That means we shouldn't be in a place of comfort in our walk with God. God's always, if God's moving in us, he's always going to be stirring us up. He's always going to be working on us. He's always going to be finishing off the rough edges in our lives. And, and we have an enemy who consistently wants us to do wrong, consistently wants us to make bad choices, consistently wants us to do what everybody else is doing isn't that the world we live in today? Isn't that the world that's been existing since day one? God's had a plan. The devil's had a plan. And people have to make a choice, A or B, right or wrong. Every day, I don't even know if we could count how many times a day we have to choose right or wrong, right or wrong, right or wrong, over and over again, over and over again. And we need to be majoring in the minors of the right and wrong. 
We need to have this attitude in our spirits that no matter what's going on, wrong is wrong. Even if everybody's doing it. Isn't that the world we live in today? If you can get enough people to agree together, you can do it and it'll be okay. But it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't matter how many people gather, how many people say it, it's not right. And so we have to have this attitude of humility. We talked about Moses this morning. We mentioned the example of how he married an Ethiopian. And we were talking about racism and how God rebuked Aaron and Miriam for, for, for them thinking about the fact that he had married someone from another race and thinking the wrong way. And he rebuked them. And, and we, we see that the Bible said there in that point that Moses was humble, more humble than anyone on the earth. If there's something we need to strive for tonight, we need to strive for humility. Amen? We need, to, we need to say, God, help me. Not, don't, watch the words. Don't, not God, don't humble me. God, help me humble myself. Okay, I really want to make sure that you, you get those words right. You've got to walk careful with that one. You never, ever, ever want to say, God, humble me. Amen. I catch myself all the time. God, help me humble myself. You don't want God to humble you. Amen. We need to humble ourselves because the Bible says if we humble ourselves, then he will exalt us. So here we see James. Why, why is he dealing with this? Why would he spend time in this chapter about this if it wasn't an issue? If it was an issue then. It's an issue today. It'll be an issue in a thousand years if the Lord's tarries of partiality, of, of being able to. This kind of goes in this morning of, of what we were talking about with racism. Uh, this is not the race part. This is just people part where we're able to get along with each other and we're able to look past failures, we're able to look past weaknesses, we're able to look past things we don't like about each other and, 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 and treat each other the way God wants us to treat each other. Amen? Talk about each other the way God wants us to talk about each other. So let's go on. Verse 5. Listen, my beloved brethren. Has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? If you really fulfill, watch this, pay attention to this. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, watch this, you shall love your neighbor as what? As yourself. And you do well. But you show partiality. But if you show partiality, watch this carefully, you commit what? If you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Father, for the next few minutes, Lord, anoint your word tonight. Thank you for bringing us back tonight. Thank you for every man, every woman, every teenager, every child that's come back tonight that's taken the time out of their schedule to be in your house. God, anoint our words because our intent tonight is to be right. Our intent is to be humble. Our intent is to be walking in the way you want us to walk, Father. Forgive us tonight of our sins. Forgive us of our prejudice. Forgive us of our partiality and help us to be the way you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so these are some pretty uh, straightforward and powerful words where we've got to get to a place where we understand that there's, there's something called the golden rule. If we would all learn to live by the golden rule, life would be better. 
Not only for us, but for other people. Not only for other people, but for us. That we would get to a place where I say, I'm going to talk to somebody the way I would want them to talk to me. I'm going to treat somebody the way I would want them to treat me. How many know that that respect goes a long ways? Just, just, just respect of, of thinking about that. And, and listen, we get, we get busy, we get irritable, we get, we get uh, caught up, we get tied up, we get in places where, where things are happening, and we can get out of character sometimes. Okay? But follow me on this. We can get out of character sometimes. Everybody in here gets out of character sometimes. The problem is if you're the other way around, and when you get out of character, you're doing good. Some of y'all would count that. Some of us get out of character. Some of us, when we're doing it right, are out of character. Maybe not in here. I'm just generalizing. Did y'all catch that? The, 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 the bad attitude should be every once in a while. Not all the time. We should be working on making sure that we're treating each other with respect. Talking about each other with respect. Talking uh, about uh, our family in the way that God sees us and not the way we see it. Amen. There's a partiality that can come into our spirits that can cause us to get bitter. That can cause us to uh, get to a place where we are not uh, walking in the purity that God wants us to walk in. Amen. How many want the anointing of God to be the fullest place in your life possible that just full, just full, full, full of presence there all the time? These are things we have to work on. These are things we have to deal with on a, on a daily basis because our flesh, as John mentioned at prayer, our flesh, whether it's shyness or, or, or anger or unforgiveness or, or contention or whatever, you know, this goes back to the same thing we talked about this morning. Those are things that we grow up in. We grow up a certain way. I, I, I've mentioned before, you know, that when I first got saved, I was working in the inner city and the pastor that was, that was discipling me, he, he was such a fantastic discipler in the sense of teaching me godly traits and, and character traits. And, and, and he, taught me, he taught me a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But I had, to, I had to learn also to not learn the bad traits. And the bad traits was that he was not a people person. He... I mean, you, to me, you know, if I, if I, now today, if I were to, to get with him again, I would sit down with him in love and tell him, you know, that point in, in your life, you should have maybe thought about pastoring because you can't be a pastor and not be a people person. You can't, you can't be a pastor and not like people. Why is it so quiet? You can't be in the ministry and not like people. You have to like people. You have to genuinely care for people. And what I would see is I was full time with him for a while and I'd be in my, I'd get there before him when I'd be praying, we get done. I'd be in my office. He'd walk in and literally, I'm not talking bad about him. My daddy would, would be a witness about this. He would walk in. I'd be like, good morning, pastor. I mean, that's what he would do. He would grunt back, grunt back at me. He was not a morning person. He was not a people person. But that, that's where I learned from him. It's called, it's called um, in Spanish, it's called retenerlo bueno, deshacerlo malo. And I can never translate that good in English. Um, somebody help me. Take the good, spit out the bad, basically. 
Okay, take the good, spit out the bad. When you watch somebody in these areas of character, you have to say, that's something I want. And then if you see something that, that's not godly or not the character that, 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 that's right, you don't, you don't blast that person. You pray for them. You say, Lord, help that person in this area. And, and, and I used to pray for my pastor in that area. I would say, you know, Lord, touch him and help him be more personable. Help him be more loving towards me and towards the other people. He was a great preacher. He was a great uh, illustrator. He was a great, even a great witness. Wasn't he, Carla? Great man of God. She, Carla knew him. Great man of God. But he just had that thing where if he got in a funk, you did not want to be around him. Amen? Now, that's okay. We have days like that. But we should not let that turn into weeks and months and years and then be just be that way. That's not what God's looking for here. He's, he's asking us to love our neighbor as myself. Now, maybe you say, well, I don't love myself, so I can't love anybody else. Maybe that's the problem. You need to let God help you love yourself. Right? Maybe we've come from a background where we've been treated so bad, like we talked about with racism this morning. We've been taught to be mean. We've been taught to be partial. We've been taught to show favoritism. We've been taught to treat people a certain way because that's how we grew up. There's a, you know, the dynamic of a Christian is, is we never stop learning, right? We never stop learning. You know, we're doing this construction stuff, and, and, and I've been doing construction my whole life, and I never stop learning. I'm, we'll, we'll be doing something, and there's a different way, and go ask somebody how they do a certain thing. And just the other night, me and, me and Nestor were doing something, and he learned something from me. I've learned a whole bunch of stuff from him. As long as he's been doing construction, it was just about we were tapping some screws into the wood. And I said, if you take that screw and turn it around and tap it with a hammer, it won't split the wood. And he never, he never knew that. And uh, I, someone taught me that, and I never forgot it. You just, and I told the guys, you never stop learning. We, we never stop learning. How many know we should be at a place where we just say, I'm, I'm, I'm ever learning. I'm ever being discipled. I'm, I've never, I'm never going to arrive. I'm just going to keep on learning how to be better and how to be more like Christ. Amen. Amen. How many believe that that's what God wants us to do? He wants us to be ever learning and ever more like Christ every day. This is what, this is what uh, we're dealing with in James. So he says, but if you show partiality, now we, we need to understand the, 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 the seriousness of this, that he says it's a sin. We saw this morning that if, you, if you're racist, it's a sin. And, and we know that you cannot enter heaven in sin. And so you can't be a partial, show partiality and commit sin and, and then not ask for forgiveness for it and expect to be right with God. Okay, this isn't the same thing. Wrong is wrong even if everyone's doing it. And right is right, even if you're the only one doing it. Let's read on just a couple more verses. For whosoever, verse 10, whoever, whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. What is this trying to tell us? This, tries, this is trying to tell us we're never going to be good enough in, in ourselves. But God expects us to try. Okay? We're, we're going to fall short. We're going to fail. But one of the verses I didn't read you this morning, and I actually don't have it in front of me right now, it actually says, if you hate your brother, that you have committed the sin of murder. That's strong. 
If you hate your brother, you have committed the sin of murder. And so we, we understand that, like, for example, what Jesus did when he tore down for the men, especially in this place, lust. We've talked about this in discipleship. You, you, we, a lot of times uh, we, 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 we can forget that the stuff that's not visible out here is, like I said this morning, remember when I mentioned that Aaron, Aaron and Miriam were talking and, and the Bible said the Lord heard them? You know, we, we, I'm always trying to remind us of that. I'm always trying to remind myself of that, that um, I might be by myself. I might be with just people around me, but God is hearing everything I say. God is seeing everything I think. I can't fool nobody. You can't fool nobody. It says God heard them talking about Moses. So we have to understand that the Bible says if I look at a woman, I might say, you know, I've, I've never touched a woman. I've never done. But the Bible, Jesus said, hey, I'm going to knock that out the park. If you look at a woman with lust in your eyes, you've committed the act. So we as human beings can become religious and say, well, I haven't done this and I haven't done that and I don't do this and I don't do that. And we kind of begin to sense like we're, we're good. That's, that's where we need humility. That's where we need to get on our knees and say, Lord, I have not arrived. I have not got this together. I, I can't do this by myself, but if you'll help me, if you'll help me, I can do this. Amen? So let's go over to, to Colossians chapter 3, and I want to kind of close out here tonight. There's a couple chapters I want us to look at. Colossians chapter 3. These are good teachings. Amen? These are good things for our growth. Days like today are, are good for our character. Remember, we haven't said this for a while. What is godly character? Can anybody shout that out tonight? What is godly character? I heard, of, I heard something over there. Doing what's right when people are watching. Doing what's right when no one's looking. That's godly character. Amen? Doing what's right when nobody's watching. So this goes back to that. I'm going to do what's right even if I'm the only one doing it. Amen? Now, like what Robert said at the offering, Robert, if you, 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 I know you pay your tithes. God will restore that. One way or the other, the Bible says that what the canker worm has stolen, he'll give back. Amen? It'll come back. If you're doing what's right, when it's talking about something like that with finances, and, and there's a loss, I've had, that, I've had lots of losses like that. If there's a loss like that, Man, it hurts, it's, it hurts, it, it gets you mad. You say, God, why? And all kinds of things. But if you're doing right, that will come back around. It will work out. It will come back around. You can be sure of that. That's the kind of life we want to live is that if something goes wrong, something like that that has nothing to do with sin, it just has to do with being human, get, God will see that and he'll bring it back around in a different way. Amen? How many believe that? I think I told him that night that I had something similar to happen to me. I was coming back from, from preaching uh, here in the States to go back to Costa Rica. And I had like $1,500 or $2,000 of offerings together that I was taking back to buy clothes and tires and things that we needed in Costa Rica. And I was in an Atlanta airport in the stall, put my wallet on the, on the toilet paper thing and left it there with $2,000 in it. So I know how that feels, Robert. And then guess when I realized that I didn't have it anymore? When I was 35,000 feet in the air, halfway to Costa Rica. And I was sick the whole next two hours. I just wanted to go to the bathroom and just, oh, I was nauseated. It's a horrible feeling. That's human. That's being human. 
that's something we can't, we can't do anything about. That's, that's just being, you know, sometimes I, I make mistakes or someone makes mistakes, and I tell them, man, it stinks to be human. Doesn't it? It just stinks to be human. You're going to make mistakes. You're going you're gonna to do things that aren't, has nothing to do with sin, has nothing to do with it. Just, you're going to make a mistake. But the heart is to understand, God, if I'm doing right, then this is going to come out right. It's such, a, it's such a peaceful thing to me. When I learned that from my pastor, and he would tell me, and my dad heard it for years and years and years from Pastor Jones, didn't you? Right will come out right. Right will come out right. Right will come out right. How many know that we're just, we just got to keep walking this walk and doing what's right, even if we're the only one doing it, and just continue to do right and, and not get tired? But doesn't the Bible say that we should not grow weary in well-doing? The Bible says in Galatians, do not grow weary in well-doing because if you continue in that, if you continue to do right, you will reap. It will come back around to you. Amen? So let's look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek the things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Now watch this. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died. Look at somebody next to you and tell you you're dead in Christ. Amen? You're dead in Christ. How many know we need to remind ourselves of that? We, we're, this isn't about us anymore. You're dead in Christ. I'm dead in Christ. I, I have been crucified with Christ. I am not my own anymore. I've been bought with a price. I am dead in Christ. And it says, my life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, I love that. How many can say Jesus is my life? He's not just religion. He's not just somebody I like. He's my life. He's my oxygen. Amen. He's my breath. He's my reason I live. Amen. We can just lift our hands tonight and, 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 and worship and say, Jesus, you're my life. You're, you're my king. Amen. He says, when Christ, our life, who is our life, appears, here's a promise, then you will also appear with him in glory. Amen? That's an awesome promise. But there's always the ifs and the buts in the Bible. That's the promise. I was telling my wife about this today. We, 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 you have to learn when you're talking to people, you have to learn if you're going to correct them, you've got to say something nice about them and then correct them. You've got to give them a compliment and then you don't just go up and, hey, man, you did this wrong. There's a way you can kind of soften the blow. And that's what Jesus and God does in his word all the time. He gives a little promise and then he says, hey, but... Right? He gets, you, he gets you a little, you know, soften up. And then he says, but, because watch this, he says, you're going to appear with Christ. But then what's, look at the next verse says, therefore, put to death your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil, desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Watch this. In which you yourselves, what? Once, what? Walked. Right? That was us. When you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off these things. Anger, wrath. Malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Watch this. I like this word, put off. 
I know I'm quoting my pastor a lot tonight, but I, I believe in discipleship. I've learned a lot from my pastor. I, I remember being in another discipleship, and he taught, he taught us that when somebody does you wrong or something happens that, that you might take personal, you got to learn to do this. You just got to learn to let it go. Amen? Can we do that exercise tonight? Can you just lift your hand and just go like that? That means just let it go by. Yeah, yeah, just do that. Whatever you got to do, let it go. I talked about that this morning. People hold grudges forever. Somebody does somebody wrong, they hold it forever. They're angry about it forever. You're not hurting the other person, you're hurting yourself. Let it go. Put it off. Put off the anger. The, the devil wants that to latch to you. The devil wants that to stay on you. The devil wants you to stay bitter. He wants you to stay mad. He wants you to stay angry. He wants you to stay full of filthy language, whatever. He said, but just put that off. Just get it off of you. Now, let's, let's, let's finish here. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Now, let me just hit this for a second. Th this is where... Again, wrong is wrong if everyone is doing it. Right is wrong if you're the only one doing it. We have our, t again, this is not that we all do this perfect, but it has to be an intent. It has to be a, 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 a effort that, that to, 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 to tell the truth, to be honest, to be an open book. And, and how many know that if you're telling the truth, you don't have to try to figure some, some kind of lie out? It's always better to tell the truth it's always better to be honest, amen? It's always better to be open so that you don't have to try to remember the lie. It's easier to remember the truth than the lie because the lie's not true. The lie's made up, amen? And then you get so far caught up in the lie that you don't know what you said, and then it sounds worse, and then you lie on top of a lie about a lie that was a lie, and then you don't know where you're at, but the truth never changes. So he says, don't lie to each other since you have put off that old man with his deeds. Now watch this, finish here. And put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Now this goes to what we talked about this morning. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, Slave nor free, watch this, but Christ is all in all. Amen? How many with me so far tonight? Christ is all in all. He, he is above all. He's, he's the one teaching us these things. And, and th th nobody's better than anybody else. Nobody's, we're all equal in God's eyes. We're all on the same playing field. As much as we try to, try to believe it, God does not love anyone in here more than he loves somebody else. No one. He doesn't. He loves us all the same. It's hard. It's hard for us to imagine that. Because even as parents, you know, sometimes kids think that they're the favorite. Right? They always think, they're, well, I, mom and dad love me more than, than my brother and sister or whatever. We think that. And we, we, we might go off of tendencies or way they act or whatever. But God does not love any of us in here more than he loves somebody else. And the crazy thing is, he loves someone who makes lots of mistakes as much as he loves someone who makes very little mistakes. Amen? He just loves us because he loves, he loves us with an unfailing love. But that's the redemption of God, is that if we're wrong, we can make wrong right. We can make a wrong right. We can fix that. 
But we have to have that attitude. So let's, let's close here. Therefore, verse 12, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, look at this, put on. Put on. You know we have to put on our clothes. Right? We have to put on deodorant, hopefully. We have to put on cologne. We have to put on, you know, things in our life. We have to put these things on. They're not in us naturally. Amen? How many have noticed that? You don't wake up with with just compassion and love and patience and, and, and all these things. You have to put them on. Just like the armor of God, you have to put it on. What, is, what, is, what does Ephesians say? It says, wake up with the armor of God on. Is that what it says? No, it says what? Put on the whole armor of God. So we have to put on these things, which means it's an attitude. It's a decision that I make. What are they? Tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, some right there, when we get about three or four in, we're like, oh, no, 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 come on, can we, let me, just, I, I can't even do the mercy part right. Right? This is a lot. But how many know if God will not ask us to do something, he will not give us the power to do? If he asks us to be kind, we can be kind. If he asks us to be humble, we can be humble. Humble. If he asks us to be long-suffering, we can be long-suffering. Then he says, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. Amen. Father, we thank you tonight for the power, Lord, that you have given us as believers to do right. God, help us tonight. This is a a message tonight just on, on having godly character. That, Lord, wrong is wrong no matter who's doing it. And right is right if I'm the only one doing it, God. And Lord, I'm not responsible for the actions of anybody else in here but myself. And Lord, I want to be an extension tonight of your hands and your feet. I want to be tonight, Lord, the, the person that you have called me to be, the example that you've called me to be, Lord. I have the desire inside of me. Although I fail, although I fall short, God, I have a desire in me, Lord, to love others as you love me, to love others as I love myself, Father, to not show partiality tonight, to not put anybody bigger or above or better than anybody else, Father. Lord, help me tonight. Help me to be the man of God you've called me to be. Amen. Feet tonight. Hallelujah. Wrong is wrong. Even if everyone's doing it. And right is right, even if you're the only one doing it. Amen. Father, we thank you. We worship your name tonight. We worship you because of who you are tonight. We're going to sing tonight that song, You Alone Again. Father, our desire tonight is to give you glory. Father, help me be the person you want me to be. We're going to open up the altars. We're going to just sing this song. Just take a few minutes to worship tonight.
Help us to be a church that shows no partiality. Help us to be a church that shows no favoritism. Help us to be a body of believers that loves each other genuinely. It's Sunday night. We're going into a new week tonight. Let's let's take some time to do some self-examination. Some self-examination tonight of our lives.
Jesus. Amen.